This episode is sponsored by Aura. Every once in a while, a product comes along that changes everything. And that product is Aura. Aura is an easy-to-use app that includes everything families need to protect their identities, money, passwords, devices, and more. It's really easy to set up and has everything you need. So you don't have to download seven separate apps to get things like parental controls, antivirus, ID theft, and transaction monitoring, and more. You get everything at one affordable price. What makes Aura different, you say? It's simple to set up. It protects against today's and tomorrow's threats, and with parental controls to let your kids explore the internet safely, filter harmful sites, apps, and manage screen time easily. Online safety for today's digital safety. It's tech that grows with you and your family. Browse safely, surf smartly, Aura comes packed with all the tools you need to protect you and your family from the online threats you can't see. Our listeners will get a 14-day free trial of Aura for individuals, couples, or their family by going to Aura.com potential. That's Aura, spelled A-U-R-A, dot com slash potential. Once again, get your first 14-day free trial of Aura by going to Aura.com potential. Protect what's important. Proactive protection for your assets, identity, family, and tech across every device. And remember, know your potential. The latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow possessed person, Taylor Sokol. Today we're reviewing the Australian supernatural horror film, Talk to Me. This was written by Danny Philippou and Bill Hinsman and directed by Danny and Michael Philippou. Uh, This is a new one kind of coming out that we saw some trailers for. Um, Horror film looks very interesting with the premise, uh, and we were excited to check it out. Um, I think it kind of had more of like a limited release here in the States. It kind of snuck in. Again, this has been the big summer of Barbie Heimer, and some of these smaller films are kind of... uh, (laughs) Sneaking in, but this one made quite an impact, uh, especially kind of following the steps of like films like The Baba Duke, uh, where these Australian horror films are kind of uh, making their name and uh, potentially building a new franchise. So, I'm not going to get into spoilers today, but uh, Taylor, what is the brief synopsis of Talk to Me? So, Talk to Me, we follow a group of teenagers who discover that they're able to contact spirits using a mysterious embalmed hand and they use it to kind of get a high if you will off of it but then things go wrong when one of them takes things a little too far so yeah chris you're right this uh film had seen the trailers for it and again i'll keep repeating this for you know our newcomers i was never a horror fan until maybe the last five years and i've been wanting to jump into more and more new horror mediums and we've kind of seen a trend now where they are coming up with really unique concepts when I saw this thing, you know, it gave, it gave me a lot of um, flatliner kind of vibe with uh, the Lazarus effect. So a lot of like 
little cool kind of uh, influences. And uh, again, being um, the director debut of these two Australian filmmakers, you know, very excited to see what this is going to be all about. But I tell you, from the very beginning of this film to the end, I was on the edge of my seat. I don't know about you, Chris, but this this film just sets a really great tone. What was unique about this film is you have these horrific things happen. And then in between, there's moments of levity and humor. So I think it throws you off. It's very jarring where this is kind of a joke and then, whoa, jump scare or something. And you slowly descend into badness with the main character. Yeah, because they they treat what they're doing like a fun game you do at a party. Mm-hmm. Like teenagers that play truth or dare or, you know, a drinking game like beer pong. That's what this is. Or doing whippets, but uh, supernatural yeah. whippets. <laughs> <laughs> they're like doing this game and they're, you know, they're filming their reactions. And what is so creepy is that I think a lot of the people that when they start doing this thing, they're like, doesn't really work. It's, you know, it's fake. And they do light a candle. They hold this embalmed hand. They say, talk to me. And instantly we we get a glimpse of some like undead person or like, you know, a, a dead person. And, you know, the reaction of like, whoa, what the, whoa, you know, and, and everyone's like filming. And then when they say, let, let, you know, I let you in, then they're possessed. And the whole point is that they've, this group of uh, teenagers have discovered they, they can go for like a certain amount of time. I think it was 90 seconds or two minutes. And that's the max that they can do. If they let it go further than that, they've never explored that, and that's when shit gets dangerous. Um, and I thought it was just a great new kind of creepy way to have a launching pad for a story. You know, we've had tons of films with possession, you know, most famously The Exorcist, but this is like a different way of having like, again, I like the smaller kind of story of like a, a teenage party where we have a character our main kind of character, uh, Mia, played by Sophie Wilde, who her backstory within the story is she has recently lost her mother. Um, her mother died. And at one point in you know one of the possession moments, her mother is the one that has come through to talk to her. And that, of course, would, would make you even if you know it's dangerous, you'd want to keep doing it to talk to your mother again. Um, and so it makes it very personal for her journey of why she's a little not obsessed with, you know, wanting to do it, but why she she maybe doesn't have the right mindset when it comes to logically what you should do in the situation. And I mean, when the film did kind of get going. At first, I was like, is this going to be all just kind of imagery in their head? It's not really like something that's going to uh, you know, influence any kind of damage on them. When stuff really takes a turn, it is very violent. Um, this isn't like an extremely gory film by any means. This isn't like a slasher film. It's definitely a supernatural thriller. But when there is some violent moments, it does get pretty gory or, you know, bloody. Um which was, you know, intense. Um, yeah, pulse pounding and head bashing. We definitely, uh, for at least American audiences, the most recognizable actress in this is going to be Miranda Otto, um, who fans know as Eowyn from the Lord of the Rings films. She plays the mother of these two children, and the older teenage sibling is like best friends with Mia. 
And again, they play in some stuff here I like with like, you know, her current uh, older daughter's current boyfriend is Mia's ex. And then there's some stuff where like when the possession starts happening and the possessed voice takes over, there's a lot of truth that comes out uh, because this possessed body doesn't know how to like lie and stuff. So it also adds tension to this small group of characters. And Mm -hmm. I really like the element of like when possession happens, the truth comes out and it may not be something you want to hear. Um, and well, they basically adds... they, they basically take over. They like they know everything yeah. about that person, and um, and, yeah, and it it was um, I liked that element. Yeah, it was like um, this party favor, um, party game, like a drinking high, but also the fact, almost like a combination of truth and dare, where you know, and then people are filming it, so it's a it it takes it in a modern lens where you know we're in this society where we record everything and you post it online it's like a modern thing of bullying like oh don't post that or something like that i don't know what came over me or something um but i gotta i gotta hand it this film does a really great job of um utilizing very minimal effects and and i i think what was really great is the scenes of the possessed people so once they say you know i let you in and they're they basically look very corpse like their eyes are very dilated and i thought that was the coolest thing from the trailers and the movie that I saw that I thought that was a really great way of doing it. Cause they could have easily just had them normal and then just kind of like, look, but it just added to the creep factor, especially where there are scenes where, you know, they're talking to someone and their heads like drooped over to the side and they're just like staring at people. And yeah, it, like it was really like, Whoa. And um, I found myself, there was a lot of great jump scares in this film and a lot of great moments where you're not sure what's real and what's you know what's reality yes and i think that would that was really the great thing where throughout the once the film as you said started get going then you're you're constantly you're you're following mia as she's kind of slowly descending into madness and i really think that added to it because i saw this in a, in a pretty packed theater and we were like there were there was audible screams and gasps uh throughout the filming mostly from me uh but uh <laughs> yeah that was it was just really really good really scary and terrifying yeah, there was definitely a moment. Um, I won't spoil it, but there was a moment where there's almost like a sequence where again she she thinks something is real, and clearly it's not real. It's in her head. And then when the resolution to that moment happened, I I like grabbed my mouth um, out of a shock for like the you know what happened um, to another character, and, and there's a few moments in the film like that, and it just I think it's a very solid first film for this could easily be a franchise. And the thing too is what was unique about this device, this hand is they don't really explain much of like where it came from or why, why it has this ability to work. Um, And I even like the element too, where like they talk about you have to light the candle. You do the whole, you know, sequence. And when your time is up, you remember to blow out the candle. If you don't blow out the candle, the spirit will stay there. And you have to remove so your hand these, from the, the hand. Yeah. So these there's these kind of set rules, very much like any other horror movie, like, you know, Scream would, would do a parody of this and be like, you have to make sure you do the, you know, the hand, do the candle. And so I can see whether it's continuing any of these characters or just setting up other characters who connect with this hand. And there's even a, a tease at the end um, 
towards like a whole other group using this hand. Um, I can see this easily becoming uh, multiple films. Um, the even though it's a small budget film and only played for a little bit, you know, here in the states, um, it immediately got greenlit for a second film. Uh, of course, the title is going to be "Talk to Me." Um, so like the same title, but just with the a, the number two. Um, but I I think it's a smart kind of easy way to you can do this for very low budget. And it's got a big impact. I think it's going to be, you know, we, we've seen this with other horror films that have been, you know, you look at like stuff like Paranormal Activity. It was, you know, a small scale, real basic story, but had a huge impact. And look at that. It's a huge franchise. So I can see this going on for a few films. Um, of course, if it starts to hit the point where it's it's a little too cheesy, and it's just doing it for, you know, oh, they get possessed and they start killing people. That's not really the point. The point is how this device kind of reads into your own personal life and how that kind of uh, shakes your head up a little bit and makes you not thinking straight and uh, leads to some very dangerous situations. So overall, very fun little, you know, doesn't overstay its welcome either. It's a, it's a shorter film, um, 95 minutes. So I think it was a, a perfect length and definitely a pretty good uh, first film here for this uh, potential franchise absolutely new horror so, franchise yeah but i for a horror film yeah I, I'm, I'm giving this honestly really enjoyed it overall good length good premise i'm gonna give this for especially the horror film of the years thus far i'm gonna give this a solid nine out of ten i really enjoyed this and uh i can't wait to see like i said the green lit talking about maybe doing prequel sequel I can't wait to see where this franchise goes yeah i'm gonna give this uh, an 8.5 out of 10 i really enjoyed this film and uh, be one I'd want to go back and see again. And uh, I'm again, I'm intrigued to see where they go with it. Uh, this uh, directing duo here, these brothers, they really did a good job. So let's see uh, what happens next for Talk to Me. But you can still hopefully catch it in theaters. If not, I'm sure it'll uh, be heading to streaming later this year. But that was this review of Talk to Me. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.